Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Captain Kickass, and... Peakless Mountaineer, and joining us remotely... Mark Edge. America, the land of the free, until you start counting the prison population. Mm. <laughs> right? Because I mean, that. like... Like, more prisoners than the Russian gulags ever thought of having. Am I wrong? Yeah. Home of the brave until you might get the sniffles. And that's why it's not the land of the free either. Yeah, I don't know. Mark? That's right. They they put the whole nation on house arrest just two or three years ago. No habeas corpus. No nothing. They never asked. They just did it. It reminded me of, uh, what's the word for it? Uh uh, martial law, mm-hmm. except like the no tanks thing, right? Right outside of the no tanks, like running up and down the main street of your neighborhood or your town or whatever. Like it was stay at home. You can only go out for like a couple hours per day for like some breathable exercise, or you know if you got to go to the post office or yeah, otherwise. Yeah, yeah. All remember the, when all... we couldn't go outside in order to avoid the airborne virus, right? <laughs> Yeah, all of the tyranny of martial law, none of the requirement of enforcing it, because they'll just get people to agree to it. So uh, I have some st- a statistic here from 2017. This all is right. two years, three years before they put the whole nation on lockdown and made us all inmates in our own homes. Um, 8% of the U.S. adult population has a felony record. Now, Wait, what? How that many? doesn't mean they've been in prison. How many ahead. percent? What percent? Eight. Wow. Now, just do a little math with me real quick, guys. I don't do math. I'm sorry. They told me well, there would be no math. Cut it in half. <laughs> be, or excuse me, double it, because mostly men are convicted of felonies. Yeah, no. there is that. So something like 15% of men that you meet in the United States on a day-to-day basis are felons. This is the adult population, just in case you That's kind of astonishing, math for the kids. Yeah, and like um, the most astonishing thing about all of that is uh, the percentage of those that are politicians. <laughs> no, those are the ones that haven't been caught. I Rarely mean, can they be run for office. And how, how is it that these people, these people, politicians, that is, uh, get elected into positions of, you know, control over some finance, right? Some taxing, right? They get a budget, right? Based on what the taxation is, that kind of a thing. And, um, like, the national debt just keeps going up, 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 and up. But the people who become politicians go from... You know, we'll call them average wage workers to multimillionaires within a couple of years. Well, it's just yeah. that their speaking gigs are so thrilling that they just happen to get paid millions of dollars for speaking. And their books are just so well written. I mean, I've uh, I've maybe known two instances where people I've known have actually read one of them and they were terrible. But, you know, they're just such good books that, like, people are totally really buying them, and it's not just getting quote-unquote bought as part of buying the politician. Yeah. I uh, I just need to, like, say a different thing, sort of whiplash segue 
We haven't talked about this at all yet, but um, I wear reading glasses, and I'm wearing them tonight. As do I. And and so occasionally, I've prepped for this problem, but I, I even despite my preparation, I'm still having this particular problem tonight, and that is, uh, you know, the, the two little things that rest on your nose. They're usually yep. made of like some kind of plastic or soft rubber mm. kind of thing. This is quite the whiplash. Yeah. Well, one of them fell off earlier tonight while I was having dinner, mm. and I caught mm. it, and I'm like, oh, sweet, I caught it. And then, like, I tried to fasten it back on, and then I dropped it, and it bounced, Lord knows where, uh, over the floor of the the restaurant that I was attending. And so, like, it's impossible to find. And so now I have one rubber, you know, soft jelly kind of thing on one side of my nose. And on the other side of my nose, I have a sharp metal spike right, digging into, like, the bridge of my nose. Well, you know, I know this is a crazy thought, but, like, you're not reading? So that's kind of on you. I will be in, like, I mean, part of this job <laughs> sitting here is, you know, talking about reading the articles or at least the headlines and, you know, some of the excerpts of the articles that we find, uh, which I am trying to bring up now. So I'd appreciate it if you just kept talking yeah. for a minute. But yeah, the uh, the skyrocketing national debt and the uh, enrichment of politicians is the entire gig. It's called the Cantillion effect. The closer you are to the money printers, the more powerful your actual spending gets. Whereas the rest of us are getting raises left and right. They're not keeping up with inflation, but we're getting them. I'm not getting a raise. Where are these raises coming from? Oh, no. People are getting raised raises all over the place. 5% raises, 10% raises. I mean, I mean, I know the politicians, 20% inflation. I know the politicians are voting raises for themselves. There is that. Duh. Like, what would you do? I mean, you know, you know, they work really hard that like 180 days a year <laughs> that they have off is, is, you know, really important. Oftentimes we talk about people's. Uh, like arrest records, right? Like, oh, man, that guy's getting persecuted by the man, and he's never been in trouble with the law before. He's had zero interactions with the law, so they should go either. Or, like, oh, that guy's got, like, a rap sheet, like, longer than Toledo, Ohio, and, like, I'm sure the judge is going to throw the book at Oh, he's going to a jury trial? Even even worse. Good luck, pal. Um, there's something to be said for a person and in this case, I don't even think that this person is an activist, right? So, like, activists, uh, generally speaking, will will get arrested, <laughs> right? This is kind of like, I don't want to say they set out to get arrested, but some activists do. They'll go, they'll protest a thing, right? The cops will come. They'll be like, no, you can't arrest me for this, like feeding the homeless or whatever, right? And then they so you're get, talking about civil disobedience. Civil disobedience, yeah. Which is a form of activism. Right, right. So activists, there are other activists, too, who like, you know, they make the videos online, the YouTube videos or, you know, some other platform or whatever. And like, that's kind of what they do. And like, if they get arrested, it's like a boon for them, right? Because then their subscribers, you know, might might throw down a couple extra bucks or you know, throw something at a GoFundMe to get them out of jail and that kind of a thing. So what I'm saying, though, is that uh, this particular person, I don't believe, is an activist of any way, shape, or form, and yet has racked up, and it's a woman, by the way, 649 warrants 
Wow. It's a lot of warrants. 649 <laughs> warrants. Like, if there was, like, an award, like, let's just say activists got together and were, like, the most the most warrants award this year goes, right? Like, this person's not even an activist and has achieved 649 warrants somehow. I mean, how do you not get caught for any of these? Well, you, you, I mean... Because, like, at some point, uh, you'd think she'd get caught apparently and would have to slow down just because she's in jail and can't get any more warrants. Apparently 650, like, was the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, uh, that's fun. the one. That's right. the one. Uh, but this 600, from, fine. 649, you're pushing it. <laughs> from NBC4i.com out of Columbus, Ohio, a Pennsylvania truck driver with 649 arrest warrants filed against her, was arrested in Columbus last week. According to Columbus police, Ioka Keith, also known as Carol Ann Sumner, was arrested on February 16th without incident. In a social media post, Columbus police said the department was contacted by the Spring Township Police Department in Belafonte, Pennsylvania, on February 9th, asking Columbus for help. In finding Keith, Spring Township believed that as an over-the-road truck driver, Keith may be in the Columbus area. Columbus police said that Keith had a total of 649 warrants for her arrest. (laughs) Guess how many felonies? Oh, no. How many? It's kind of, it's almost half, really. Wow. 322 felonies. Wow. And 327 misdemeanors related to theft. Uh, Keith's felony charges. Wow. So she had the skull and bones number of felonies. Well what do you, done. What do you mean? Oh, they have that, that's their number. 327? Like, no, three, oh, I thought you said 322. Mm. I heard 322. 322 felonies, 327 misdemeanors. So yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. You did hear 322. Yeah. You did. Your ears are not deceiving you, and I am not also deceiving you. Yeah, so if you ever need to say a word that gets the attention of both George W. Bush and his cousin John Kerry, that's the one. The felony charges include identity theft, criminal use of a communication facility. I mean, it's like used a phone wrong or something. Sounds like it. Uh, And theft by unlawful taking movable property. Did she, like, hook her truck up to somebody's boat and, like, bail or something? Like, what is... Well, as a trucker, who knows what she took? Oh, right, yeah. Or is accused of taking because we believe... Allegedly, allegedly thank you. We believe in innocence until proven guilty. However, that's kind of rough since There's a lot of accusations. Yeah, there's a lot of accusations. Access device issues... I mean, what are the chances that all of them are wrong? This one's weird. Well, I don't know what the chances are that they're wrong... But what are the chances of her getting out of conviction of it, uh, oh. all of them? Oh, zero. I'm going to call Oh, definitely right. zero. I think she's FCC'd, man. Yes. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's pretty well FCC'd. Um, yep. So uh, felony charges include identity theft, criminal use of communication facility, theft by unlawful taking dash movable property, access device issued to another who did not authorize use. Like... What is this, like a badge or something? Like, you know, somebody's key card to enter a facility, maybe? That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing that makes sense. Access device issued to another who did not authorize you. So I wanted to get access to an area that my badge wouldn't, like, you know, unlock the door for. So I got to go take somebody else's badge 
who when I you know rub it up against the thing, it goes green and unlocks the door. That's the only thing I can think of that fits that description. Well, I'm sure in like 20 years when we get around to that charge in court, we'll find out. And uh, like this one is just like you're like okay, I, I criminal use of communication for that. Okay, I don't really know what that is. Theft by unlawful taking movable property. Okay, she's a truck driver. Maybe she you know backed up to a trailer and you know took away with you know a, a load she wasn't supposed to have or whatever. I mean, couldn't that term describe shoplifting? Access device issued to another who didn't authorize use. That's like okay, use somebody else's credentials to get into a place. Like okay, this one's just like out of left field. Financial exploitation of care-dependent person. Mm. Right now, this got to norm- be a story behind that one. This normally invokes like, you know, you're a you're a I don't know a hospice worker, right? You're you're a home health aide, or like you're I don't know you're working at the old folks' home as like an intern, even right? You know, you're getting paid the minimum. You're you're wiping ass, right? You know that kind of a thing. You're changing elderly diapers and bedpans and that kind of a thing. These people. Um, the the elderly who get taken care of by these people will sometimes attach themselves to the people who give them care and do things like, you know what, you've taken such good care of me. Thank you for changing my bedpan every day. I'm going to write you into my will, right? And, like, I get it. If you're in that position and you have a will, you have some sort of estate to include somebody in, you might want to, you know, otherwise tip your bedpan changer. Right? Tip your bedpan. Changer. Oh. Yes, not your bedpan. Wait, <laughs> so what was, what was the name of the of the charge for this one again? Uh, financial exploitation of care-dependent person. Ah. This invokes thoughts of somebody taking advantage of an elderly person and putting themselves in the will. I'm going to leave though, that diaper there unless you tip me. Even though the person you know didn't want to or whatever, right? That kind of a thing. So- uh, you know, the misdemeanor charges include access device issue to another who did not authorize use and theft by unlawful taking movable property. We already said that. The Spring Township Police are coordinating with Franklin County Courts to have Keith returned to Pennsylvania. So this is just uh, posted on, uh, was updated on the 21st. So uh, you do the math a couple of days ago. Uh, I just was like, you know, uh, during the break, Peakless, you lobbed some criticism at the weak sauce of this first opening story. However, I defend it with 649 arrest warrants. Nobody racks up those kinds of numbers. And I don't no. mean our, our host, nobody. I mean, like, they're just like these kinds of numbers don't get racked up. That is, that is some roadrunner level escaping powers, honestly. Totally. <laughs> Mark, you've been, you know. Did you guys hear the story about the lady who sent 159,000 text messages in 10 months to a man she met uh, one time on one date and broke into his home after the first date, at some point after the first date, and took a bath in his tub and had a knife on the front seat of her car? Oh, that's how you play hard to get. Was her name? Yeah, she's not playing hard again. Was yeah. her name Nicole? <laughs> uh, Jacqueline. Okay, I don't know her. Mark, I see that you had a, uh, or at least you uh, posted a an article you mentioned earlier about Donald Trump winning South Carolina. Yep. Uh, what else did you want to say about that? 
Well, that's it, really. Just uh, I figured that's breaking news, and what else is there to say? Uh, what was it about? I, mean, I got some things to say. What was it about the no, the Nikki? Donald Trump is probably going to be our next president. How's that? I, just oh, really. Well. Oh my God! Like people, it's been. Oh my God! We had an election where it was uh, a contest <laughs> between uh, an ancient senile pedophile old perverts. and and another ancient senile pedophile. Uh, and so now you're telling me that the best you mother FCCers could do is the same two mother FCC and candidates? Well, yeah. Whiskey yep. Tango Foxtrot, everyone. Yeah. Yes. So here's how this works. These are the people that could be relied upon to be blackmailed by those who are actually running the country. Now, if they give you someone else, they are less reliable blackmail material. And they don't like that. They like people that they can control. They like making sure that you have only those options. So they're giving you those options. Now, uh, mind you, it's entirely possible that he will, for one way or another, not be allowed to run in this election. Could be. Yeah, that's still but on the table. Every state he wins, it seems to me is that's less likely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like... Are they really that adverse to a civil war at this point? I still just don't understand. It's certainly possible. The civil war may already be going on, and we just don't know. Right? I mean... I mean, this thing with Texas does appear like the the, the scuffles that started the, the, the last, uh, as they call it, recent unpleasantness. I mean, the press is getting carried away with... Uh, Trumper humpers and Biden bots. That's like all that anyone sees. Uh, it's up to you, the people, the listeners, to be like, no, no, oh, no, over. no, no. This is not how things should be. Mm-hmm. Over. But yeah. that, this is it. Uh, I mean, it's already happened. It happened in Iowa that Trump was. I mean, he won by historic margins mm-hmm. and same in New Hampshire. And it's just going to keep on rolling. Trump is the nominee at this point. He beat Haley in the state. She was the governor of. Yeah. Gross. Walter hey, no, Mondale I'm, I'm, in the largest loss in presidential history still managed to carry his own state. Like the fact that that this is even a thing is disgusting that the yep. same two lame ass candidates uh not that i have any expectations out of candidates but like the system is so against you it is so not uh having anything to do with personal liberties and freedoms or self-governance that all it can do is present you the two same lame-ass candidates it presented you the last go-round. The same people are going to rule you as have ruled you for your entire life, and most folks are doing jack FCC about it. Yeah. Well, this uh, this is always going to happen. There is always going to be a corrupt politician on the left and a corrupt politician on the right. Those will always be our only options. Like that's that's well, how democracy works. I can't I can't speak to that, but I feel you. All I can say is is that we're talking about it being basically March at this point, 
And so that's two months burned on one end and two months on the other. We're eight months away. Trump can keep away any charge like insurrection more than eight months. He can Mm. keep a trial away that long. And at that point, he's won and he's in the White House. So here's the path. Trump goes, uh, keeps winning. Uh, he wins Super Tuesday. He's the presumptive nom- nominee. In July, he has called the nominee at the convention. In August, Joe Biden either does or doesn't step down. And then it's the race is on. And so it's either Biden or whomever he wants, uh, who, whoever they want to take his place. I don't think the I don't story know is who Gavin it's going to be, but I do not think it's going to be Biden. Well, all I know is this: Could, if if you um, uh, ass hats out there, I'm talking to the listeners, the people who vote, if Trump <laughs> or Biden become president this next go around, it's your fault. You, you didn't pick anybody different. You picked the same one of these two mfers, right? Who was offered up and didn't do a damn thing each. Right, other than more taxes, more bombing, less freedom. That's what they both did to you, and you don't, you can't even take it. You can't even identify that, like, oh my gosh, we can't. It re, we, like, you're going to have a rerun, man. Why would you want a rerun? Yeah. Why, 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 why? That's all I have to say. Let's go to Scroder calling from California. Scroder, you're on Free Talk Live. It's your boy, the evolutionary capitalist. Hey, uh, Government isn't immoral because it aggresses. And by the way, it uh, it doesn't aggress against its citizens because you're here by choice. It's the, why are you laughing? Oh, I didn't realize it was stand-up comedy night here on Free Talk Live. Oh, yeah, no such thing as democide. doesn't exist. Democide. Get, get real. But government yeah, democide. Look it up. It aggresses against its citizens. Do you, do you know what democide is, Scroder? Was it kind of like killing your citizens or genocide or something like that? Yes. People killing. Killing other people, killing yep. of your citizens. What is it? Yep, that's exactly it. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Except when a government out, kills its own except people, outside of war, outside of war. Yeah. So not including that's, war, that's, that's, almost three hundred million people in the twentieth century alone. Yeah, and not not killing kind of other like, government well, citizens, your own. All right, hang on. Let's give him a minute. It's not. It's not killing your own. Uh, it's not killing its citizens. It's actually benefiting the citizens. I think the rest of the world suffers due to our policy, not 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 the citizens of the U.S. So I wait, wait, wait. When the U.S. government murders some people, you think that's a good thing? Well, guess what? You're here by choice. You you contribute to that system that pays for that murder. So you're an accomplice. No, I've never been here by choice. It's always been enforced upon me. <laughs> yeah, this you're, is actually a pretty taxes, right? similar argument to your argument about uh, uh, voting. So... Because anywhere, hold on, hold on, hold on. So because no matter where we go on Earth, some government will lay claim to us. Right. We don't actually have a real choice in the same way as when you vote, you don't actually have a no master's option. You do have a choice. Well, you can seastead and everyone will leave you alone. Go to international waters and go float on a coral island or something if there is one. Right, and the U.S. will leave you alone. Oh, if the, if you think the, we haven't looked into that, you are you are mistaken. 
Uh, we have looked into that, and also the U.S. government does not leave you alone if you continue yeah, to be employed okay. in some way, shape, or form. No. Can I finish? Okay, all the nations that allow for renunciation should leave you, you leave you alone. They will not tax you when you renounce citizenship, and they have no responsibility to what others will do to you if you try <laughs> they to already know. land or whatever. Mark, and Mark's bobbing his head and back and better. forth. Like I, Mark, go ahead. Here's, right. Here's so, Skeeter... I, I, I agree with your line of thinking. However, there's an important part that uh, – a distinction here is, is I have a friend who renounced his citizenship, and the United States oh, no. government, about three years after he did so, came back and said, hey, we want to audit your exit tax because we Mark. don't think you gave us enough money. Now, mind you, uh, he told me – and I don't know how much he paid in exit tax, but I do know that the – uh, accountant bill for that uh, exit tax was six figures. So I'm guessing he paid Mark, seven. Arguing from exception is an, is in a valid way to prove your point. Are you talking about a billionaire crypto uh, a, a, a founder crypto billionaire? Are you talking about that guy? I'm, I think I'm, the, you're talking about. At the time, there were no crypto billionaires by my calculations. <laughs> But he when did he, have a lot of money. Citizenship and went to Japan. That guy. Well, he lived in Japan for twenty years before that. He lived in Japan for twenty years. It's not really years. fair to like try to make people think that renouncing citizenship. Okay, well then, then Schroeder, give us a practical right. example. Mark has given a practical example. Can you give well, us a practical example on the opposite side? That's a very rare exception he gave. He gave. Can you give us an example of not the exception? Okay, so he's not the exception. Most people are his net worth is under two million dollars. When you renounce citizenship, there is no exit tax. There is there That's is correct. a filing fee, and it's very nominal, which I offered to pay. If you guys are not uh, worth over two million dollars, right? No it's a nominal filing fee. And and the exit tax is very fair. It's only paid no tax is fair. taxes on the gains you've made as a citizen. It's very fair. No. Because it's 50%. You have benefits Wait. as a citizen. Scroder, hang on. If you get into trouble internationally, Scroder, hang on. will come to your rescue. Yeah. If you do. All right, I'm going to put him on hold. Mark, how much is the percent? I think the exit tax is 50%. Five zero. Yes. Uh, Scooter, thanks for the comment. Let's go to uh, Crichton calling from Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. I just need to check and make sure that it's not a wrong answers only night, is it? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess that really depends on you. Right? <laughs> Will you give us some right answers so as we change the theme for the night? I'll try. Um, first, I wanted to touch on a subject that came up earlier. Uh, and I, generally speaking, agree with my spirit host, Mark Edge, um, <laughs> as I usually do. Um, but I want to express an opinion, uh, like a, a, a mind kind of visual. Imagine someone, you got a bunch of guys against the wall. Mm -hmm. You don't know these guys, and you've been, you've been grabbed off the street, and you put, somebody put a rifle in hand, put you the line on a firing squad. Gave you one bullet. Uh, you one bullet spread shoot. between everybody on the firing squad? One of those situations? No. no. Okay. Everybody with a everybody gun. Everybody has a bullet. Yep. Everybody has a vote. Everybody has a bullet. Yep. 
But so, you don't have a choice. So what we point, everybody has a gun, has a bullet, and we point them at the politicians? I don't understand. Yeah, so in no, that situation, the most moral thing to do would be to turn the gun on the person who is attempting to make you a murderer. Yes, it would be. Uh, okay. But of course, we know that that is not a realistic response to this situation. Mm-hmm. We have all been shanghai and the firing squad is immense. It, uh, 300 million people, and the other side is another. 300 million people. And all they have to do is shoot someplace else. So if you choose to not vote or vote, you know, off, mm-hmm. you've done no harm. That is true. Okay. But it doesn't mean that you won't still be shot. Right. Yes. And this is an extreme a visualization of it because, of course, most people don't die from being voted against, having the other side win. Um, but it doesn't mean it's not a, a visuality. But the problem is, how much is that individual's personal responsibility for being Shanghai? How much um, is it their responsibility so, for being Shanghai? Uh, in your or, in your yeah. example, not at all. Uh, they are not responsible for being in the situation that they have been put in. They are, however, well, responsible for their re- response to being in that situation. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead. I agree. Yeah. So here's what's frustrating for me. I moved out of the United States in 2020, and I come in and out. But at this point, I am not a resident, although you do have to, as a non, as a person who does, uh, does not live in the U.S., you have to claim a state as your residence, so there's some complications to that. Whatever you got to jump through be. the hoops? Dance, monkey? <laughs> well, you have to say something. Yeah. And when I see people in New Hampshire complaining about, I'm a slave, but I'm a free man, and... You know, like there's this kind of dichotomous thinking going on there. And I say to myself, secession is one plane ride away. Like these are not difficult decisions to make. If you can make your money online, and I happen to know that uh, some of our co-hosts do, if you can make your money online, you can do it a lot less from another country. And taxes are not the same in other countries than they are in the U.S. So one of my least favorite government organizations I call theirs. Because if you spell it, <laughs> that's what it spells. Uh, if you want to know what it is, you have to like you have to put a space in there somewhere. It's the yeah. IRS. IRS. That's right. So this from thefreethoughtproject.com. IRS agent admits the agency, quote, has no problem destroying people's lives, unquote. And their history of corruption proves it. A recent investigation has put the nefarious behavior of the IRS on full display for all to see. The latest undercover sting video by guerrilla journalist James O'Keefe, founder of Project Veritas and current head of the O'Keefe Media Group, has provided some bombshell insights into the standard operating procedure of the United States Internal Revenue Service. Let's break okay, that so, down. So this Let's break is that an, down internal. 
What does that mean? That means inside of what? The U.S.? Inside of the government? Inside of, right? You know, revenue. All right. Well, to my knowledge, government doesn't engage in any revenue generating practices. Right. They only engage in in one method of finance, and that is extortion, i.e. taxation. That's revenue generation. That's not revenue generation. That's theft. Revenue generation implies a product or service at a market price. Whereas theft. I don't know that it does. It's just just stealing. Implies generating revenue. But anyway, go ahead. That's true. Uh, And then service. (laughs) Well, you're getting serviced. All right. That's we've, a fact. We've we've left no stone unturned with the definition of service, and the IRS certainly is servicing all of those who it attacks. Well, hold on. I'd, I'd, I'd like to push back on your interpretation here. Right. Okay, so the reason that it's internal is because you are a corporation. Don't you know? Like, That's why we gave you a social security okay, number. But my point is, is that they're not going after themselves. They're not going after other government people. They're not going after people who are employed. No, they by are. IRS. They are. No, no, they're not. Well, they're going other after other government persons. It, it would be more accurate to call them the external revenue service. No, no, that's exactly it. They're only going after government property. Since it's the government that issued you your name as a corporate entity. Well, the government claims to own everybody and everything anyway. Exactly. That's why it's internal. Now, revenue. Revenue is just where you revenue money. So <laughs> your money, money from one venue to another. Exactly. You know, like you were going to play at uh, the Apollo, and now you're playing in the park. It's a revenue. Now that money was in the venue of your wallet, and now it's in theirs. <laughs> The IRS, theirs. Yes. And it's a service because from their perspective, they serve us. Mark, any thoughts before I go on? Well, here's what I'd ask, gentlemen. Let's say that, and I'm sorry, I don't know the year that uh, Rome fell. Your room fell. Oh, uh, mm. that was like, uh, what? When it's a tricky question when you were, because when like, you were like five or something, Mark? Aren't you? Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one year older than you, Buster. <laughs> it's still uh, one year. <laughs> 467 AD. Okay. So let's say, guys, you're hanging out in Rome. It's actually moved over, I think, to uh, Ravenna at that point, mm-hmm. the capital of Rome. Anyway, you're hanging out in Ravenna. It's 450 AD. You're like, hey, things aren't so so bad. I mean, we went through our peak period and things are kind of going downhill and the emperors are, you know, they're kind of nuts and they're taxing us a lot. But let's say you knew, like I came as a time, I'm a time traveler and Rome is going to fall within the next two decades. Okay. Well, that would suit your abilities as an intergalactic space wizard. Go on. There you go. And so... I tell you, and you just sit there and you talk about how Rome sucks and the tax sucks and all this stuff. And I just say, come on, guys, let's go live in Gaul. Let's go live in Byzantine. That's got another thousand years uh, running in it. And, you know, like, that's how I feel when I hear this revenue uh, uh, IRS stuff. I do have to file, but I don't have to pay. And that's really nice. Wait. How much did you pay last year, Captain? Well, well wait, wait. You you have to file. Yep. But you don't have to pay. Correct. 
How is it that you can file without paying? A person who lives outside the United States, and it depends on the country as to how much time, but if, say, it was Mexico, you could make the argument that uh, if you're there, what, 189 days, a year, or something like that, you live more sure. time out of the U.S. than in, that you are a resident of Mexico, that person has $100,000 in earning that they don't have to pay. So here's a fun one. Uh, uh, they're doing this in England. I'm not sure how it applies to America yet. I haven't looked into it. But uh, so since England is a part of these international organization uh, agreements whereby they do not finance terrorism, you cannot knowingly give money to any organization that engages in, for example, genocide. Now, the United States federal government. Wait, wait. Rewind is, that. What, what state's this? Uh, so I know this is going on in, in uh, Great Britain. Okay. Um, I haven't looked into whether uh, the U.S. has signed on to these same agreements or not, but it probably has because okay. they don't really do much differently. So uh, since the United States is currently engaging in the genocide of the Houthis it is. today, yep. they are an organization that is violating these international, you know, Nuremberg-level laws. Now, it is a violation of international law for you to willingly give your money to any organization that does these things. So you are legally required to stop paying your taxes under international law. Because your tax money goes to an organization that does these... Mm, what's the word we're using things these blank things uh, uh crimes against humanity okay there you yeah. go yes yeah violations of international law uh nuremberg level offenses right. yeah by planning and, and waging like, offensive wars by committing genocide they have made it illegal for you to pay them taxes under international law like i know that um you know vietnam era people uh who didn't want to get drafted uh were we're labeled scum, you draft dodgers, you scum. You're dodging the draft. And they'd like flee to Canada or like otherwise run from the military police when the government came like for them to say, hey, you're joining the military whether you like it or not. This is known as slavery, people, or conscription, a little of both, uh, depending on your level of vocabulary. Now, those who fought this and, well, at least uh, in the media, one in court were able to claim um uh, uh help me out mark what was it the draft dodgers claimed uh in court um i don't know uh, oh that they weren't citizens no 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 they claimed um conscientious objection oh, oh yeah conscientious objector status yes thank mm -hmm. you yeah and Sorry. and this was able to like pass muster apparently in the court because Basically, their premise was, uh, I disagree with the war, and uh, you have no right to force me to participate in it. So what they did during the D the Vietnam War for this is that those people, because uh, I know uh, the Seventh-day Adventists, for example, uh, would more or less, to a man, refuse, the, uh, refuse violent service on the basis of being a conscientious objector. Right. So what the military did is they put them all in non-combat roles. You still get drafted. You still have to, you know, be enslaved by this violent organization. But at least you don't have to murder people directly. Well, I mean, that's, you know, you're still an accomplice, right? So, right. like, the conscientious objection still applies. Well, uh, 
as a conscientious objector myself and a member of uh, Quaker church, I have a great deal of respect for anybody who ran around as some kind of medic because they often would help both sides. Oh, yeah. And this is one of the reasons why they were rarely targeted. Now, they there are instances where they were targeted, but, eh, you know, again, I, I think it's an alternative. Law. I don't think they should be forced to. Yeah. Uh, so uh, circling back to all of the things, uh, what I am saying is that I believe that there is a position uh, for somebody who, you know, I don't know, might be accused of of not filing or uh, yep. otherwise avoiding, you know, uh, taxation and that kind of a thing. I believe that conscientious objection is a valid defense for that. Yeah. Because I think so too. Arguably, uh, your tax money is going to things that you disagree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, like morally that are evil. That are evil. Morally, politically, philosophically, mm-hmm. principle wise. Right, like it's it's not yeah. a far fetch. Well, and what I love about appealing to this on the international law level is that you you basically have two very competing ideas of how things work. Either the individual is supreme and all of these things that it creates are under it, right? Or it works the other way around that the individual is subject to the state, the state is subject to the United States, the United States is then subject to international law. So either they can agree that international law is superior to to the law of the United States, in which case you are obligated not to give your money to this organization, or they're obligated to prove that they're not guilty of these crimes. Right. All of those would be great. Or it works the other way around, where the United States is superior to international law. But that means that the states themselves are superior to the United States federal government and that you are, in fact, superior to the state. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Dana in Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Um, I called with question, but I just want to say uh, the comments that uh, Pequist literally just finished making, amen to that. If you're the wrong political party, and we've got the perfect example, you know, what's going on right now with Trump. So my question to you guys. Um, well, hold, hold on, hold and, on. Uh, it's, okay. it's not a matter of party. So no. right now the Republicans are doing the anti-establishment thing. That's the thing that bothers them. Uh, back in the day, there were Democrats doing the anti-establishment thing, and they hated that too. Okay. Um, so... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, nothing is more obvious now than what's going on with Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, my favorite thing in a in living memory, like since the election of Javier Malay is the response of the truckers to his being railroaded in court. So I mean, this is a perfect example of what his. of of exactly what we talk about. Where like you don't have to use violence against these things to get them to stop. You just have to disassociate. You have to stop feeding these systems. So all of these people who have no representation in their government are finally realizing that, and the truckers are refusing to make uh, shipments to New York that is specifically targeting what they believe is their political salvation. 
Uh, and then, Dana, right. you said you had a you had a question for us as well, right? I do, but I do want to make a response to sure. that. Um, I just before your show started, I don't know what uh, ticked my brain to um, re- remind me to check on that um, that trucker boycott. Um, according to what's online, that it's not really happening. Some individuals are doing it, but I thought it was going to happen en masse, and it's not. And that's at least what I found online. If you know something different, Peakless, then uh, I would love to hear about that because I hope they do that. This is just getting ridiculous. Unless someone, everybody always says, someone has to do something. Well, we're that someone. So I'm not a trucker, but I will do something. Now, one thing I'd like to do is do any of you three guys. So um, do you remember when we had the IRS um, mandate for um, for health? If you didn't have health, you got uh, penalized, and I think it was up yes. to yeah. grand. Oh, very clearly. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was so, can I say pissed? <laughs> you just did. So, okay. So I was so hot over that. So I um had I got I got dinged several times, but I thought once Trump got in there and they got rid of the mandate, um, I thought well I don't have to pay it. So I went face to face where I'm from in Grand Rapids, Michigan, yeah. and talked to an agent, and they said, and I knew they'd say this, but I was I came in with uh, you know some good arguments. And I just said, hey, um, can you get rid of this now? Because I had one more year left from when that mandate was in effect, and they just weren't going to drop it. So I, they're going to come after They're going to take any refund that I have, small as it might be, um, uh, and I have one more year to pay. So I haven't filed since 2020, because if you get a refund, you have three years from when that when that refund is due or when the taxes filing date is due so the uh, i've got 2020 to file they weren't due till april of 21 so then you count you know from 21 22 23 24 so i lose any monies if i don't get this resolved but if i file 2020 21 22 23 then i'm they're going to take it out, and I don't want to give it to them. They changed the law, but um, I know you still have to pay tax. I get that. Yeah. But I am so disgusted by the waste and the uses of our tax yep. dollars. Amen. I've always been bothered by it, but I never more than like in the last five years. You remember Grover Norquist when he was like the most powerful libertarian in America? You had to sign his uh, pledge to get into office, and now uh, people don't even uh, hear hear of him. Yeah, I'm like, who who the hell is that, Mark? Never heard of him. Americans for tax something or other. You're you're like one year older than me. But then again, you've been in the uh, liberty uh, thing a little longer than I have. It took me uh, a little longer to come around. Yeah. I believe you. me, many listeners knew who Grover Norquist yeah. was. So I did want to uh, just mention something on, she was saying that uh, apparently the the uh, protest that the truckers should be engaging in that would be marvelous is apparently not happening as much as was hoped. Uh, number one, 
I do wonder if that is the truth because it's definitely in, in, an advantage of the powers that be that that not be the case. Like, they do not want this kind of protest to catch on. They do not want people to see how effective this would be. And it's entirely possible that what that would uh, what that would effectively do is not that it would stop shipments, but it would mean that whoever does deliver those shipments can demand a higher price for them. And at a certain point, it just becomes too high of a price for that system to keep going. I just did a quick search to see if I could find any update on this trucker protest of New York City. And, uh, you know, at least from the last 24 hours, I don't see anything. Doesn't mean that there isn't one, but I just, you know, the quick search didn't turn anything up. So, man, I, I love an effective protest. I can't say that I've seen one, right? I'm 51 years old, mm. right? I, You know, I mean, maybe I was, you know, sat in front of the television as a, as a wee baby, and, like, maybe there was, like, a Vietnam War protest that was effective. I don't know. Um, I sat through the, the WTO protests in Seattle. I sat through the Occupy protests in Seattle, um, I saw some other protests here and there uh, in that area when I lived there for 20-some years. Uh, I grew up in Wisconsin. I saw some strikes and that kind of a thing, which are pseudo-political protests, depending on you know what you're doing. Uh, I've been in New Hampshire. I've attended some protests, and like none of them had any actual effect on anything that I can tell. Well, so well to- the most effective thing in New Hampshire is people running for office and getting elected in the New Hampshire House. They've had a lot of effect on the laws in the state of New Hampshire. Now, mind you, they will only have as much effect as they can have, which is to say New Hampshire can only be as free as a state can be because it has the federal government that rides Mm -hmm. over it. But that's probably the most effective things Mm -hmm. I've seen. Now, I would say that looking at different jurisdictions, picking the top three things that mean freedom to you. Maybe it's low tax, maybe it's legal weed, and maybe it's, I don't know, the ability to gamble, right? Yep. You pick those top three things you like. You can find a jurisdiction that has those things and move to it. That would be a way to get freedom. I believe this is Ricky from the Commonwealth. Thank you there, Brother Captain. Yeah, it was right. Brother Mark, Equus Mountaineer, good evening. Good evening. Well, you good know, evening. I'm sitting here listening to you guys, and I'll tell you what, I got a right answer. Blowing away the U.S. Constitution is a good thing. Yep. You know, when I well, sit here, yeah, what's that? You're going to, if you win your little election, you're going to have to take an oath to it. Well, that's true. Uh, that's a nice thing, brother. <laughs> I'm going for representative of a local district. I don't have to swear to that piece of crap. Yeah, you do. I'm not going for U.S. congressman. I'll be surprised if you don't have to swear an oath to the U.S. Constitution, even if you're uh, a local commonwealth I mean, Why do you have to do that in New Hampshire? You don't have to here. Yeah, when, when somebody gets elected yep. to somewhere something in New Hampshire, don't they only swear to the New Hampshire Constitution and not the uh, United yeah, States? That's case. All. You no, I'm pretty that. sure they also... Like U.S. senators and congressmen and president. No, I can, I can double check on it, but I am pretty sure that they also swear to uphold the U.S. Constitution. Mm. 
that not 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 in any old heard. <laughs> you know. Well, in which case, then uh, it sounds like Ricky, you're going to have to put like a little asterisk next to your uh, <laughs> acceptance. Well, you go ahead. You Cross check your fingers. On it, uh, <laughs> Cross you your check, fingers. Check on it, but it is a good thing to anybody hearing my voice. And I'll tell you what, if you know, I like to think that Tom's with us in spirit. Now, if he was here. You know, and he, and I like to think he's taking one look at the federal government, saying very simply, um, sell it's it? FCC. It's FCC, and he would further. Yeah, hold on, hold on, on there, Ricky. Who's Tom? Thomas Jefferson. Oh, I was like Tom Thomas Selleck. So, so most of us don't talk of. about Tom, him like like he's our neighbor, but like, I no. mean, I think he doesn't deserve the idolization that he's received. Uh, he's responsible for our military ne- growing in size, never going away. Uh, he's responsible for expanding the powers of the presidency, uh, specifically encroaching on the Congress. Like, power corrupted yeah, even him. I'm missing Mr. Peakless. One thing he does like the idea of is what I like, and that's blowing it away. He'd always liked that idea. Really? Because you know? he was president. He could, well, like, yeah, if anyone could have. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on. Because I have other important stuff to talk about. I'm going to put this down. Now, when he was president, Peakless, now it's called Virginia. Remember Virginia? There was a series of three letters. And here's how it worked. I'll paraphrase them. First letter, they send it to Thomas Jefferson. He was the president. Say, we know we have our grievances. This is when he was president. He's like, oh, you know, hang in there, hang in there. And they sent another letter. Now the second letter, Tom starts to weaken. The third letter, this is a quote. He said to him, now, concerning your previous grievances, do what you must. Now, ultimately, Virginia chose not to blow it away, but not for another 50, 60 years. You know, so there you have it. Again, he didn't blow away the Constitution. In fact, he didn't. Pennsylvania oath of office. Okay. What's this? I do solemnly swear that I will support, obey, and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of this Commonwealth, and that I will discharge the duties of my office with fidelity. So the oath in Pennsylvania includes swearing to the U.S. Constitution. Obeying it and fidelity to it. Well, since when did that come in? I heard the old many a time. I never heard it put like that. I, he just, I just mm, read what's in the quotation where are you marks reading that under from section thirty one fifty one. Sorry, where's well, that? Ledge.state.pa.us, uh, subchapter D, tenure and compensation, section thirty one fifty one, oath of office. So it's from PA.us. That's uh, pretty darn official right there. Well, I I never heard anybody sworn in like that. I heard enough of them. But that doesn't really okay. matter because, you know what, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Because the only thing I care about is our Constitution. You know what? Once I win the damn election, ain't nobody going to oppose me. Right. You know, the nice thing, it's all, it's like this one also, Mark. It's in our Constitution. The legislature cannot also try anybody for treason. That's very important. The legislature cannot try anyone for treason for the state level. I've never heard of it. It's in our Constitution. Check out Article I. That's important. So so real quick, though, are are you going to refuse to, uh, to say that part if you do get elected? 
What, to swear to the U.S. Constitution? I've never yep. had... Hey, I've heard plenty of people sworn in, and I never heard them have to hear that part. I never heard that done that way, so I don't know what Mark's Just clear reading. your throat over that part. <laughs> hey, uh, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. Plato Verata. <laughs> I swear to uphold the... <laughs> and the Constitution of this Commonwealth. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.